0: Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's reading was edited and adapted from The Joys of Living by Orson Swett Martin, published in 1913. You and I were made to be happy, the desire for fun, for amusement, for play for joys that endure, is strong in every person. If the majority of the people in the world were asked to express their three greatest wishes, they would be health, wealth, and happiness. If every human being were told to ask for their supreme wish in life, the majority would ask for happiness. Every normal human being is really on a perpetual search for happiness. You may not think you are, but happiness is a mighty motive in nearly everyone. We are all striving to better our condition in life, to make life a little more livable. We are trying to get, little by little, more and more emancipation from the drudgery, hard work, and exacting conditions of our lives. And yet, while the entire human race has been hunting for happiness from the dawn of history, how few have ever found it, or have much of an idea what it is. That we have not found happiness where we expected to find it, has been the experience of every human being who has made a specialty of hunting for it. For happiness is not gained that way. It is the product of our deeds, and not to be found by hunting as a person hunts for wild animals. Real happiness is so simple that most people do not recognize it. It is derived from the simplest, the quietest, the most unpretentious things in the world. Happiness does not abide with low ideals with selfishness, idleness, and discord. It is a friend of harmony, of truth, of beauty, of affection and simplicity. Multitudes of people have made fortunes, but have murdered their capacity for enjoyment in the process. How often we hear the remark, they have money but cannot enjoy it, or, Some folks try so hard to be happy that they get miserable trying. Or, happiness is always where you ain't looking for it. Happiness always eludes the selfish seeker. Selfishness and happiness cannot live together. No human being, however rich, has ever found happiness by selfish seeking. For selfishness is not an ingredient in any of the enduring satisfactions of life. No person can be satisfied with a selfish act, for it violates the very law of their being. We inwardly despise ourselves for every selfish act. Those who are capable of the highest, most selfless appreciation find the most in life to enjoy. The habit of learning to appreciate to the utmost every situation in life adds wonderfully to the sum total of one's happiness. But many people are incapable of real happiness because they never learn to appreciate anything except that which appeals to their own comfort, pleasure or appetite. People who are always thinking of themselves who are always trying to find something which will make them happy, some indulgence which will gratify their selfish cravings, are always disappointed seekers. Happiness was born a twin, and only the person who seeks another's good, another's welfare, another's happiness, can find their own. A person can have no greater delusion than that they can spend the best years of their life, coining all of their energies into dollars, neglecting their home, sacrificing friendships, self-improvement, and everything else that is really worthwhile for money, and yet find happiness at the end. If a person coins their ability, their opportunities into dollars, And neglects the cultivation of the only faculties which are capable of appreciating the highest happiness, they cannot effectively revive these atrophied brain cells. Their enjoyment after they make their money must come from the exercise of the same faculties which they have employed in making it. They cannot undo the results of a life habit after they retire from business, If you have not kept alive your ability to appreciate the beautiful, the good and the true, you will be as surprised to find that it has left you, as Darwin was when in middle life he discovered all at once that he had lost his power to appreciate Shakespeare and music. Many people purchase the means of enjoyment, at the cost of the power to enjoy. They murder their capacity for happiness while purchasing the means for happiness itself. Even the criminal thinks that their crime will improve their condition, that the theft will enrich them, or that they will get rid of an enemy that stands in the way of their happiness when they commit manslaughter. No individual can be happy when they despise their own acts they have any consciousness of wrong whether of motive or act no person can be happy when they harbor thoughts of revenge jealousy envy or hatred you must have a clean heart and a clean conscience or no amount of money or excitement can make you truly happy with the sense of having done right Women and men have been known to be happy amid the most adverse circumstances. Without that sense, they have been known to be most miserable, even though every worldly pleasure is supplied. One person finds their pleasure in that which debauches, and which makes them ashamed and disgusted the next day. Another finds their greatest pleasure in helping the unfortunate one out of trouble. We may not recognize our motives, but we are all trying to better ourselves, to get a little more comfort, a little easier position, a little more happiness, a little more out of life than we have been getting. Real happiness, however, is not titillation of the nervous system. It does not come from eating, drinking, seeing, or hearing. It does not come from the gratification of desires, or of possession. Real happiness is born of noble endeavor, a useful life. It is extracted a little here, a little there, from a kind word, a noble deed, a generous act. We get a little bit from every right thought, from every kind word or deed. it cannot be found anywhere else. Happiness, it has been said, is a mosaic composed of little stones. Each taken singly is of little value, but when all are grouped together, combined and set, they form a pleasing and graceful whole, a costly jewel. Remember Mr. Happiness Chaser, that wherever you go for happiness, you will only find what you take with you yourself. Your happiness can never be outside of yourself, and it must be bounded by your own limitations. Your ability to appreciate and enjoy will mark the bounds of your happiness. We shall find nothing in the world which we do not find in ourselves. Happiness comes from a vigorous self-expression of the highest thing of which we are capable. It is the child of honest effort. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is within us. Yet in all times the great majority of people have been hunting for the kingdom of heaven that is without, not within themselves. People spend their lives trying to gain this kingdom in material things, in money, in houses and lands, in food, drink and clothes, in having a good time. In other words, they try to find the kingdom of heaven through their five senses, through that which will tickle the nerves, that which will give an agreeable sensation, that is, They are always looking for an outside God. Everywhere we see people crowding each other, crushing the weak, all trying to get something away from somebody else, which they think will add to their happiness. They could only get hold of it. The trouble with us is that we try to find happiness where it does not exist, in transient, impermanent things. We try to find it in the gratification of desire. We seek it in animal pleasure. Happiness lives in giving, in doing, not in getting and grasping. Piling things around you, no matter how high, can never make you happy. What you are, not what you have, makes you happy or miserable. The human heart is always hungry, but unhappiness is the hunger to get. Happiness is the hunger to give. True happiness must ever have the tinge of sorrow outlived. Happiness is a reward for worthy services to others, for heroic endeavor in trying to do our part in the world, to perform our duty. There must be the desire to be helpful, to make the world a better place to live in because of our efforts. Little kindnesses, pleasant words, little helps by the way, trifling courtesies, little encouragements, duties faithfully done, unselfish service, work that we enjoy, friendships, love and affection, All these are simple things, yet this perhaps is as near we can come to finding and capturing that elusive happiness. Beneath all our different races, creeds, and prejudices, there is a oneness of life, a unity of essence which, if we were only conscious of it, would dispel all differences of race hatred or class prejudice. We would know that if all human beings are the children of the same father and mother God, we must be of the same blood, the same in essence of one universal human family.